The Nationals agreed to terms with 20 international free agents, but which ones in particular could be the difference maker? The Nationals have two of them. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you all for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Clary. You can catch me over on Twitter at RyanClary11 and as well as the show page at LO underscore Nationals. For all your latest Nationals news and notes, just make sure to check us out over on X. Later on in today's show, we're going to be getting into some of the international woes of the past. The Nationals, they've hit on a few of them in the years past. Juan Soto. Victor Robles, you could say, was a hit. But ultimately, this Nationals team, they have not really gotten it all right in the international department. Can things turn around with this new regime? We'll discuss that a little bit later on in today's show. But let's start off with discussing some of the highlights of this international signing class. But before that, today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. Use code locked on to get $20 off your order. That is J A S E medical.com. Now let's get into it as the Nationals. They solidified 20 free agents in their signing class, and ultimately it was highlighted by two players. But let's kind of get into this over just a peripheral view you'd say the least the national signing 20 international prospects stemming from the dominican republic to venezuela and as well as a haitian player which is kind of an interesting thing you don't really see that all too often but it was highlighted by angel feliz and as well as victor hurtado right now victor hurtado is the number seven prospect in the 2024 international signing class per baseball america and on the other hand angel feliz who is a shortstop slash third baseman he is the number 16 prospect according to Baseball America. But even then, if you look at other rankings, like the free ones, MLB.com, they have them a little bit different here, as Hurtado is the number 16 prospect, and Felice, the number 20 overall prospect. There's a lot of different rankings out there. Ultimately, doesn't really matter too much. What matters is that the Nationals, they're getting a lot of toolsy guys into their system. And looking at Victor Hurtado first, who, in my opinion, in this scenario is by far and away the better prospect. He's kind of the guy that you can kind of hope and dream about. Standing at six foot three years old, just at 16 years old, I think Victor Hurtado is going to be kind of one of those intriguing prospects at the Nationals. They're going to put out a little lottery ticket for him. They're going to buy a little bit higher than what a lot of people may have expected. But ultimately, I think this is going to be kind of one of those free agent classes that could kind of turn it over. This could kind of turn this page into a new national farm system. This isn't going to be a life-changing thing. It's not going to be even a huge, massive signing to where we're going to be talking about Victor Hurtado being a top prospect in this organization someday. But with this new front office, I truly do believe in this. The international scouting over years past, it hasn't really been up to par. So now when you have someone like Victor Hurtado, who is a very toolsy outfielder, someone who's going to be playing in the outfield, already standing at six foot three, born in 2007. By the way, born in 2007, only 16 years old. 
Think of it that way. Ryan Zimmerman was hitting home runs at RFK Stadium. Meanwhile, Victor Hurtado was an infant. Oh, my God. I feel old. Regardless of that point, looking at all of this, though, Hurtado is probably the one signing that I can kind of get with. This is one of those signings where you're only giving him so much amount of money because he wasn't signed to a Christian McCarrow-type contract where you're just unloading the entire clip on him. Hurtado was signed to $2.7 million. That's not crazy money. And in fact, I like what the Nationals did here, and I think this also kind of goes into what the Baltimore Orioles have done in years past. These teams and these smart teams, sometimes you just unload your clip and unload all your budget on one international prospect the way that the Nationals have done in the years past, the way that a lot of teams have done in years past. But the smart organizations, they do what the Nationals just did, kind of spread their wealth around. It's not something that you should be jumping for joy with. This is the expectation. This is what baseball is about. You're not really necessarily supposed to spend your $6 million budget all on one player. That's not really how it works. It's not really how it should work, in fact. But what the Nationals are doing with these two guys, Angel Felice, as well as Victor Hurtado, you're getting two toolsy guys, very similar scouting-wise, into this farm system at only 16 years old and 17 years old for Angel Felice. With Victor Hurtado being six foot three. Having, according to MLB.com, a 55 hit tool, 55 power grade as well. All these things kind of mold well for an offensive bat. And this is kind of what they had to say in those notes, was that evaluators already see Hurtado as an advanced hitter, one who has the upside to be a significant offensive contributor over time. And also, six foot four at 16 years old. There is ample room for Hurtado to continue to fill out as he matures. That's the end of the quote there. Victor Hurtado, again, this is going to be the guy to where a lot of Nationals fans, you're going to be wanting to watch what he does down in the DSL this summer. You're going to be looking at those box scores, hoping that this guy can develop and be something someday. Now, it's not no guarantee. When the Nationals, again, we're going to get into this a little bit later on, in years past, this international signing period, the Nationals, they've taken some big swings and they've had some big misses as well. This Nationals team, though, And this Nationals front office, in my opinion, kind of the rejuvenated front office version of this, Johnny DePuglia taking a step aside this past offseason, this is where the Nationals could be a little different. This is where this new Nationals front office, led by Mike Rizzo still, Brad Sciola coming in to kind of oversee the development side of things, this is where the Nationals could benefit most. And in fact, this is where they have to benefit most. You've got the money to spend and the international signing class, just as every other major league team does. But you got to start hitting. And I think with Victor Hurtado, kind of going into spring training, going into a lot of different things that are be coming his way, it's going to be an exciting period as well. Because again, we can all take a step back here. He's 16 years old. You're not going to be expecting 20 home runs in his first DSL season. You're not going to be expecting things like that. What you want to see is development, maturity, All these different things I think the Nationals have already checked off the boxes for and done plenty of scouting into their kids' backgrounds and everything. You don't really have to worry about the production of things yet. You want to see him mature, stay healthy, do all the little things right, and ultimately someday he'll be over across the states probably in about a year or so, hopefully making a difference down in rookie ball. Then all of a sudden, he's going to be up to Fredericksburg, and then he could be on that Juan Soto track up to the big leagues. Just saying. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to put those expectations on a 16-year-old, but still, 
crazier things have happened. Now let's talk about Angel Felice a little bit, as he was kind of the one who was left to the side because Victor Hurtado is kind of that big, flashy signing. But again, similar production to Victor Hurtado, or at least a similar projection to Victor Hurtado as Angel Flea's a third baseman slash shortstop signed a $1.8 million deal. The way that he projects right now, he seems to be like a toolsy shortstop slash just kind of third baseman slash shortstop, whatever you want to put him in the infield. He kind of seems as if he's going to be an offensive tool first. And that's good. In my opinion, as you know, if you're an everyday or out there first off, thank you. Second off, you know how I prioritize offense, especially when it comes to signing international prospects Dominican Republic they have produced hitters for years and years and years if you're gonna get two guys with offensive production and offensive skill sets the way that Feliz and Hurtado have sign me up any day but again I can't just sit here and act like I know what's going on here the thing with international scouting is you don't necessarily know all about them here across in the states you see a lot of different things. You see guys over at perfect game tournaments. You see their numbers in high school, all the different things. You don't necessarily see that down in the Dominican Republic, Cuba, or wherever you're signing these kids from. It's just a whole different market and a whole different game and a different category, in fact. But when talking about this and kind of reading the bylines about what they have said about Angel Fleas, quote, Advanced bat speed and pull side power are the tenets of Felice's offense approach. And as the swing stays long through the zone, on a solid approach and good timing along with solid physical tools, there is expectation that Felice could become an impactful contributor as he hones his game in. Those are all positive signs. And again, kind of looking back in the past, this Nationals team, they have not necessarily been able to hit on international signing classes. In fact, it just has not happened. But going forward, I think that could change. Is it going to start with these two guys? It could. But Victor Hurtado, Angel Feliz, two toolsy guys, I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to complain. This could turn out to be a Juan Soto situation. This could turn out to be a Victor Robles situation where it doesn't all go too great. There's a lot of different scenarios in which this could turn out to be. But ultimately, you got to have a little glimmer of hope going forward. And I think that's safe to say. Thank you all for making Locked on Nets your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And of course, check us out over on YouTube. Just search us at Locked on Nationals and as well as the show Twitter page at LO underscore Nationals. But while you're at it, wherever you get your podcast, search Locked on Nationals. Hit that subscriber button for every dares. You know what the good word is. Next, we're going to discuss why this Nationals International signing class may kind of put a bow on what was the years past. Because the Nationals, whether you like to admit it or not, they have not really been able to do this international signing class all too well. I'll kind of explain not just this one in particular, but in years past. They have not necessarily been the best at developing international prospects. We'll discuss that after I tell you guys about our good friends over at Jace medical and i know we come to sports to escape from sort of the crazy realities of life but we can can we talk, talk just for a minute about preparing for real life according to the fda pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade this is scary and i can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if your mother or one of the kids got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication that they needed thankfully will be okay because of Jace 
Medical. This Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. So when you do, go to jacemedical.com and use promo code. Locked on to get $20 off your order. Again, go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on and get $20 off your order. And thank you all for making Locked On Nats your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And again, if you haven't checked us out over on YouTube, make sure to do that at Locked On Nationals and hit that subscriber button and as well as that little notification bell to turn your notifications on to see your everyday Nationals content through this off season. Next, let's kind of get into the Nationals' international past. In years past, the Nationals, they have always done one thing. They've always taken big swings. And in years past, Christian Vaccaro is the latest one, giving him a boatload of that international bonus check. The Nationals, they have not necessarily been the best, though, in hitting on international prospects. Again, Kind of going back to the Nats philosophy, they've always taken big swings at guys, whether it be in years past like Victor Robles, wasn't ultimately the biggest swing in the world, but still a relatively big name that a lot of people were high on was kind of that power combination with that speed. Victor Robles, you could discuss, we can debate this all day, whether if he worked out or not, you can discuss Juan Soto. Obviously, Juan Soto is a big hit and a miss or a big swing and a big hit for this Nationals front office. Not a miss whatsoever. You know, I just mistalked there. But looking at this Nats kind of international years in review, they haven't really done all too much. Looking back at it, you have Juan Soto, and again, Victor Robles is up for debate whether the Nationals did well in signing him or not. The Nationals, they're going to need to kind of step up in this market. You see teams like the Yankees, the Dodgers, teams that have done this for years and years and years who have had guys like O'Neill Cruz sign for pennies on the dollar compared to what the Nationals have been giving out every year. You've had guys like Jordan Alvarez, again, from the Los Angeles Dodgers, who have signed for pennies on the dollar and then ultimately turned out to be an MVP caliber player. You see teams do these things all the time. Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies with the Braves. All the good organizations, they are doing this and they are doing this in the correct way. Nationals, they have not necessarily done that and it's been quite some time. Again, you look at Juan Soto and the way that he's turned out. One of the better hitters in all of baseball. So you can say that is a major success and ultimately that was due to Johnny DePuglia who is no longer in this organization. But now in this, looking beyond Juan Soto, Victor Robles had that one year of success. Other than that, you can classify him as a quote-unquote bust. But ultimately, World Series champion, center fielder on that Nationals team, you're not winning that World Series without him, yada, yada, yada. But the rest of his career, it isn't all what we all thought it could be. The Nationals, I've always kind of said this. They don't really have a problem with pinpointing talent. The Nationals have always gotten talent in this building. They've always understood what kind of baseball is nowadays. You want guys with big power. You want guys with speed potential. And ultimately, the Nationals, they've signed a lot of guys like that in years past. They've signed uh, Christian McCarrow just a few years ago, nicknamed the Phenomenon, coming out of Cuba and the Dominican Republic reigns as well. 
You look at guys in years past, again, like Victor Robles, who kind of fit that mold. Juan Soto, who at one point fit that mold when he was 16 years old. Elian Soto, Juan Soto's little brother, fit that mold as well. But what the Nationals, they've never really necessarily been able to cook that meal. This has always been a process issue with the Nationals. It's getting guys to their best abilities. And it's not just the international signing class. It's also with guys in the draft. You've seen a lot of first-round picks in years past with a ton of tools. Jackson Rutledge, who was a very toolsy guy coming out of the 2019 MLB draft, ultimately, he has not really come to what a lot of people thought he could be. Eric Fetty in years past. Mason Denneberg has even made out of low-A Fredericksburg at this point after being a 2018 first-round pick. Seth Romero never getting the most out of him and ultimately now out of the organization and out of baseball entirely. The Nationals, again, the talent thing has never been an issue. It's always has been the process, in my opinion. It's always been the development of these prospects. So when you talk about Victor Hurtado, Angel, Angel Hurt, uh, Felice, it's not necessarily that I'm worried about, oh, these guys aren't that talented. You see it themselves. I'm going to trust the scouts. Again, these are 16-year-old kids and 17-year-old kids, and there's 18 more of those to fit as well. But the process has always been the issue. And now what is the fix? I think getting Brad Seolik into this fold and coming from the Baltimore Orioles, a team and an organization that has had so much success in their farm system, producing one of the better farm systems in all of baseball, even after graduating Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, Gunnar Henderson, and you still look at that farm system and say, they're the best in all of baseball. That is the cream of the crop when it comes to major league farm systems, and they still have more to go. You also have Eddie Longo, the director of scouting operations since 2016, now heading the player development side as well. Brad Seolik, you have coaching staff changes and all these different things within the organization that should look just a little bit different. But how can the Nationals get the how can the Nationals get the most out of these prospects? That's going to be the big question. And again, thank you for watching that pause there. So I had to sneeze a little bit. We all get that at times. But still, going back to it, with what the Nationals have to do, it's never been a process issue. It's never has been this issue with the Nationals when pinpointing talent. You have to get back into analytics and kind of get up to par, which again, having Eddie Longo's being overseeing the player development side may upstart that process. Having Brad Ciola coming from an analytical-minded organization like the Orioles could kind of uptick that process as well. There's a lot of different things in this Nationals fold, but ultimately, it all comes down to the process and what the Nationals can do and what they can do right. They've hit on prospects in the past, and listen... Looking at James Wood, Dylan Cruz, Brady House, way Mike Rizzo has developed them, they look just fine. No one's going to be complaining at this moment. C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, those guys are looking just fine as well. Kibet Ruiz, Josiah Gray, all the young guys, they're looking pretty good right now. But ultimately, you could get a little bit more from this farm system. Again, the Nationals, they've had draft picks like the Dodgers have in years past. They've had draft picks, international signing Guys like the Atlanta Braves have in years past. The difference is they've all been hitting on them and the Nationals have not. They don't have a talent issue. They have a process issue. And I think with this new front office, and with the new player development side, I think you're going to see an uptick in production from all things considered, especially coming from international signing classes and as well as draft picks going forward. 
Thank you all for making Locked On Nats your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, check us out over on Twitter and YouTube. Just search Locked On Nationals, and that is where you will find your best Nationals offseason content. Next, we're going to talk about some things with this Nationals team as, I don't know if you've heard, Nationals Park, we going over a little bit of an uptick. I've got an idea of what I want to see over at Nationals Park. I'll discuss that after I tell you guys about our good friends over at FanDuel. And guys, NFL playoffs is here, and I want you to go over to FanDuel Sportsbook because there is no better time to get on the action with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. And again, with this playoff season, you saw the Bucks beat the Eagles last night. Now going into this weekend, you could have a live same-game parlay on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Lions game. Or even if you really wanted to, the Packers and the 49ers, there's going to be so many different options. I know I'm going to parlay a Lions win and as well as a Jared Goff anytime touchdown score. Yes, you heard that right. You can do that with our friends over at FanDuel. And when you do it, you can even go to the Parlay Hub and find different most popular bets out there to help you win some money. It's so much fun. And when you go, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup again, fanduel.com slash locked on to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. And as the Nationals need a little bit of an uptick in international scouting, let's also look at Nationals Park as these guys are going to be playing there someday. The Nationals in Washington, D.C. that is owned by Washington, D.C. Nationals Park. Let me rephrase this. Nationals Park is owned by the city Washington, D.C. They're going to be getting some more money put into Nationals Park as you see teams like the Wizards and as well as the Capitals leaving the city. This is going to be a good thing for Nationals Park. Now, what are you thinking? What do you want? Think of it this way. The red porch, that little circular scoreboard out in left field. A lot of people kind of see that, don't really see any issues with it. I've got one creative idea. Make something a little unique. Make it like a little bit of a sculpture. I've always thought of it this way. Put a little Capitol Dome on top of that thing. A Capitol Dome kind of to make Nationals Park a little more glary, a little bit more cool, a little bit more fun in the outfield there, kind of blocking the parking garages out there as well. Why not? Why doesn't, why don't you do that? I'm sure it's going to cost a decent amount of money, but still, you're getting a new scoreboard put in there. You're going to have this new regime. You're going to have this new refreshed Washington Nationals team on that field over the next two years hopefully making a next decade run like you did in the 2010s. Let's get some pizzazz back at Nats Park. I've always kind of thought of that, and I think it would be a cool thing, but ultimately, it's going to cost money. It's going to take some of the taxpayers' dollars, but still, maybe the learners fork over a check for it. Maybe a new ownership group forks over a new check for it. Who really knows? I've just always thought that would be a pretty damn cool thing to do. Thank you all for making Locked On Nats your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And of course, check us out over on YouTube. Just search Locked On Nationals. And again, wherever you get your podcast, search Locked On Nationals. And that is where you will find all your latest Nationals news and notes here, right here for your home. Of all the Nationals content throughout the offseason as well as in season, you will not want to miss a thing. I will catch you guys on tomorrow's show. We'll discuss more free agent talk as the Nationals 
haven't really done too much. We'll discuss that tomorrow.